student loan relief, right or wrong? Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. Welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. Breaking news, President Biden announced student loan relief. So I wanted to do a podcast on this because is it right or wrong to um, relief offer relief of ten or twenty thousand dollars of loan payments uh, to folks, you know, making less than one hundred twenty-five or two hundred fifty thousand married file jointly? Um, is it right um, to just kind of pick and choose what you're going to offer relief, whether it's loans uh, versus mortgage or medical bills? Um, is it fair? You know, if someone makes two hundred thirty thousand dollars. And they make a bad decision about what college they go to. Are they in a position? Should they be in a position to be granted relief? Tough call, right? Uh, but what I did want to explore is the rising cost of college, what the loan relief will actually look like, what it's going to solve, and then kind of talk about the bigger problem. Um, because loan relief is really just, um, you know, adding some chemotherapy to uh, a body ravaged by cancer. Uh, the cost of education uh, will not be fixed by, um, you know, granting student loan relief to some folks. Uh, we got a way bigger issue. If we want to compete with China and, and maintain our position as the leading economy and the most efficient and qualified workforce, we are going to really need to do something to reduce the cost of education because unfortunately some of our smartest and brightest um, Kids, young folks are making academic decisions based off costs and not on academics, which is crazy. Um, and I'll go through some of the costs of colleges in different countries. And then uh, we, we can chat about, you know, where we are, what makes sense. Is, are we going along the right path? Should the head football coach at a university be the highest paid employee? Yes, the football program is bringing in lots of revenue, but it's staying generally in the athletic departments. And it is a school, right? It's not the NFL. It is a school. The main purpose should be academics. Um, so uh, I think, you know, personally, I, and I, I'm a huge sports fan. I do love college football, college basketball. Um, but, you know, are, are we kind of messed up in terms of our motives, our motivations, our goals? Are, are we just as a society just totally warped and lost track of what's really important that's uh, educating our, our uh, young generation so they could um, keep America great and keep us uh, and our workforce and our economy strong. So we'll see, but let's talk about some of the rising costs of college. We all know this, right? If you're a parent, I got younger kids. Thankfully, I don't have to uh, pay for college yet, but actually probably not so thankful because costs are going to keep going up. So now if you go to a private university, you have to expect it's going to cost you $70,000 a year, including room and board for your kid, which is just absolutely bonkers to take, you know, 12 credits a semester. So 24 credits uh, of classes that, you know, are definitely interesting and cool, but not really going to move the needle in terms of uh, their, their um, ability to earn a living. So, you know, is it worth it? Um, in some cases, not. We'll go through some examples of what, what, is going on. But since 1980, the total cost of four-year public and four-year private colleges nearly tripled, even after counting for inflation. Okay, Federal support has not kept up. Pell Grants, which is the largest federal grant program for um, low-income taxpayers, uh, covered nearly 80% of the cost 
Now it's essentially uh, a third of the cost. Um, the um, Department of Education, the typical under undergraduate student with loans now graduates with nearly $25,000 in debt. Okay, that's average. Um, you go to law school, uh, I have friends that have you know 200,000 plus when you add in their undergrad and law school. So yeah, they're hopefully gonna be making good money, but even in law school, if you don't finish top 25% of your class, you may not be making more than 60 grand a year. You could actually make less than a, a waiter or waitress um, by graduating law school. I've seen it. I have neighbors that graduated law schools and are, are, are making $20 an hour, uh, essentially. So uh, there's nothing guaranteed. So the current student loan crisis is $1.6 trillion of federal student loan debt. Uh, it's from more than 45 million borrowers. And obviously the, the biggest burden is on the middle class, right? Rich people can pay for this stuff. They save, they have a high income. Um, they have 529 plans, state uh, saving plans, and they're able to save and help their kids pay for college. Um, one of the biggest advantages I had is I had no debt when I graduated uh, college and law school. Why? I grew up in Canada. And I think uh, probably for a year of university, and I went to McGill University, which is you know top school in, in Canada. I think it was like 3000 bucks for the whole year. And I, in fact, one year, the students went on strike because they wanted to raise tuition like a hundred bucks, something you know insignificant. But that's how serious Canada is about education. And honestly, I, I went to school in Canada. I went to law school uh, in the U.S. I have a master's in tax law uh, from NYU. And uh, the level of education is stronger in Canada, even though it has less resources. Why? Because the resources are actually going to the teachers and not to the football team. Um, and again, it's coming from a huge sports fan, but reality is if you uh, support football, you probably should be following the NFL, not college. Um, college should be about academics, not about, um, you know, how good your football team is. But that's the society we live in. I think it's one of the issues that we're having. Um, let's see what else are some important facts. Many of the students could not compete their degree. So the issue is, right, there's a lot of these four private schools out there. Um, that are out there charging lots of money, promising all these future degrees, and you know, none of this is, is materializing. Um, but it's hurting uh, low income, especially African Americans. 25 uh, years after enrolling in school, the typical African American borrower who started college in 1995, 1996, still owes 95% of their original student debt. Not cool. So here are some key facts to chew on. A summary about 1.75 trillion in student loan debt, that includes federal and private loans. Average around 29,000 owed per borrower, including federal and private loans. But 92% of all student debt are federal student loans. The remaining amount is private, right? So most people are getting federal loans, only about eight to 10% are private. 55% of students from public four-year institutions had student loans. And 57% of students from private nonprofit four-year institutions took on education debt. So what's the Biden solution? The Biden solution is, the Department of Education will provide up to $20,000 in debt cancellation, and the debt cancellation will not be subject to income tax, to Pell Grant recipients with loans held by the Department of Education, and up to $10,000 in debt cancellation to non-Pell Grant recipients. This is from federal debt, not private debt. Borrowers are eligible for this relief if their individual income is less than $125,000 or $250,000 for married couples. Essentially, no high-income individuals or high-income households, and the top 5% of incomes will benefit from this. Okay, so Biden really wants to help middle-class, low-income class 
folks who uh, have student debt, the average student debt's 28, 29,000 bucks and helping them take care of most of that. Good or bad? Well, depends where you sit, right? Clearly, if you have student debt, you're jumping for joy right now because most of it's gonna be gone. If you've paid all your debt off um, and done what you thought was the right thing and struggled to pay off debt and go on certain vacations, forego certain purchases just to pay off your student debt, and, um, and now you've uh, turned on uh, the television or you've uh, checked your Twitter feed and you see that Biden's gonna relief, offer relief to certain people up twenty to ten thousand um, dollars, probably uh, not uh, the most uh, content. So it's where you sit. Um, will this cause inflation? Possibly, right? Some people got more money in their pocket. Maybe they're going to spend more money. Uh, maybe they'll save it. Who knows? Uh, but again, there's there's millions of people that will benefit from this. Um, but as we'll see in a few minutes, it's not really going to solve the problem, right? Because universities are still charging way too much private public colleges are still charging way too much, second highest in the world. And only the UK is actually a higher cost on, on public education. So what's a Pell Grant, just in case you don't have one? It's essentially the largest grant program offered by the Department of Education to undergrad students. It really doesn't cover grad, only undergrad. Um, it's a form of uh, federal financial aid. It typically does not have to be repaid, which makes it highly desirable. It's awarded to the US Department of Education to help Eligible low-income students pay for their college costs, including tuition, fees, room and board, and other educational expenses. It's generally, the, the maximum in 21-22 is about $6,500. Uh, minimum is about $650. Um, so it's, it's, there's thousands of schools that are part of the uh, Pell Grant program. So obviously, lots of people are using it. Um, and this relief will provide up to $20,000. Plus, it will also offer up to $10,000 in just debt relief from non-Pell federal grants uh, of federal loan programs. So again, you got to be under 125 or 250 married um, couples. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to help millions and millions of people. The Biden administration expects that if everyone participates that's eligible, up to 43 million borrowers will, will include, will receive benefits um, and full full cancellation for roughly 20 million. Okay, that's, that's a lot of people. Um, but they also have other things they're trying to do. They're trying to target relief dollars to low and middle income borrowers. Uh, the Department of Education estimates that among borrowers who are no longer in school, nearly 90% of relief dollars will go to those earning less than 75,000. So they think most of the money that's gonna be allocated here will go to people earning less than 75K. Um, they expect this to help borrowers of all age, uh, borrowers who are eligible for relief, 21% are 25 years and under, 44% are age 26 to 39, and more than a third of borrowers age 40 and up, including 5% of borrowers who are senior citizens. Okay, so this should help people across the board. Uh, they expect it to advance racial um, equity, quality. We saw that with uh, African Americans who, for some reason, um, are having a, a tougher time you know, paying off their debt. Um, so that's something that they're excited uh, about and something that um, the program will help. Um, they also are gonna pause federal student loan repayments. It'll be extended uh, one final time through 2022. So you still don't have to pay um, your, your payments to, uh, to COVID and they're gonna extend that another year. Um, so that, that's helped some, some folks out. 
Uh, they also want to make the student loan system more manageable. Um, they want to fix the broken public service loan forgiveness program. And they also want to protect future students and taxpayers by reducing the cost of college and holding schools accountable um, where they hike up prices. We talked about some of these uh, private schools that are, you know, online type schools that, that have really, um, you know, done, done some um, misadvertising and um, the federal, the Department of Education is um, at least uh, more focused on enforcement um, to, to some of these schools where there's high debt and very little payoff. So um, what's going on here? What's the problem? Uh, the problem, as I mentioned, is, is not really the loan relief, the loans, the issue is the cost of education. So let's look at some of the other um, advanced countries and what they're charging. So Germany is the best case. They charge zero for higher education. France, about $217 on average. Okay, Switzerland, about $1,168. Netherlands, $2,400. China, $3,300 to $9,000. Okay, so top universities are about 10 Gs in China. But the the average ones are around you know three to four thousand bucks. Now again, we're competing with China, right? They want to take over from the U.S. as the most powerful economy in the world. How do you do that? Well, if you run a business, you know you can't do anything without people, whether it's construction, whether it's manufacturing, whether it's consulting, law, business, finance. You need smart people. How do people generally get smarter? Is they learn. They get taught by professors, academics, and they have good training. So China is allowing more of their population to go to school for a lot less than we do. South Korea, 4,500. Australia, 4,700. Canada, 4,900. Okay. Japan, 5,200. US, 8,000 or so. UK, 12. Okay. And that's average. We know some of the top schools are 70,000, 80,000, whether it's Ivy League, some top private schools. Um, and, and that's the issue, which I'm going to chat about in a, in a sec. So they believe nearly all Pell Grant recipients come from families with income of 60,000 or less. And they feel strongly the Biden administration that a lot of this relief, the $20,000 in Pell Grant relief are going to help you know, folks under $75,000. So uh, is it fair or not? Again, it's gonna help 43 million plus potential people um, at, from all age groups. Um, yeah, it sucks if you've, uh, over the last number of years, if you've, um, worked hard um, and saved and were um, diligent and your um, savings and were scrupulous in your financial planning and you, you paid off all your student debt and now um, all these folks that weren't get basically free handout. Kind of sucks, uh, I understand it. Um, so yeah, I'm not really gonna pass judgment on it, but what I do wanna focus on is the problem, okay? And the problem is the cost of education. Do I have an answer? No. Do I think the federal government needs to provide more subsidies to states so at least state schools can reduce the cost of their education? Yes. Is there anything federal government can do to private schools? Probably not, right? What can we do? Refuse to go to college? Not really an option, right? If you get into Yale or Princeton, you're going to figure out a way to go. But unfortunately, that's not always the case. I've told this story before. There's, there's um, a gentleman I know um, African-American, and his son got into Yale. He's a baseball player, um, got into Yale, okay? Got into a bunch of other schools, super smart kid, obviously, got into Yale. And he, they, he was going to get a very, very minor scholarship, like under 10000 So it was going to cost the dad and the parents, you know, 65000 a year or so with tuition, room and board. 
And he also got a free ride to uh, a school in Orlando, a small school, not a, a school I even heard of, but to play baseball, the academics were, you know, obviously just in a different stratosphere than Yale. And he ended up taking the, the free school just at a cost. And so here's an example of someone who maybe is the next scientist, next doctor, next president. And um, he had to defer, turn down Yale to go to a school that's not as strong academically because of money. And, and that shouldn't be the case. We are in the richest country in the world, most powerful economy in the world. Uh, our kids should be able to go to school. And yes, not every kid can go to Harvard, agreed. But the kids that get into Harvard should be able to go, okay? I think it's crazy that a uh, semester can cost thirty-five dollars to $40,000 a year for 12 to 15 credits. Uh, I mean, God, I took art of listening <laughs> in college, right? Like that's the same credit cost of, uh, you know, physics or biology or, or English lit. Like, let's be honest, whoever went to college knows, like most of the classes are kind of bobo. They're interesting. I took art history. I took philosophy. I took political science classes, history, some really cool stuff. But, you know, uh, do I remember anything? No, right? It's more about the experience and um the ability to meet people from different parts of the country and the world and living on your own and partying, but it's really just like a, a beer crawl, right? Or a bar crawl. That's kind of what the four years is. And the costs are getting to the point where, um, you know, smart people, young people are just saying, Hey, I can't, I can't do it. It's not worth it. I'm, I'm going to go to a school with uh, a lesser academic profile. And, you know, ultimately is that hurting our country, right? Are, are we producing less uh, efficient, um, less educated workforce? And, and the answer is probably yes. I think we're more focused on school, on sports and school than academics, right? No one knows who the top uh, professor is at a school, but you certainly know who the head football or basketball coach is, right? We know who's in the final four, who's in the BCS championship game. Um, no one really knows who, who the most important professors are at the school. Um, and I think our priorities are just backwards. And until we, we kind of get things straightened out, which I don't think we are, right? The way um, the TV contracts are for football and college basketball, you know, it's, it keeps escalating. Um, and that's kind of our priority, right? How many times do you hear that kids go to school? Like I, heard, I saw somewhere when Clemson won the national championship a bunch of years ago in football, like their, um, their rate of um, uh, application rate like went up like 80%, right? People want to be associated with winners. And unfortunately, you know, football and basketballs are what people look at instead of academics. So the, the student loan, um, re, um, student loan uh, package, uh, the relief package will help. Yeah, it's going to help some folks free up some cash, but it's not going to solve the problem because costs keep escalating. Uh, I can only imagine what the cost will be in seven, eight years when my kids have to go to university or college and, you know, whether we even do it. Um, you know, in fact, I'm, I'm probably going to get my kids a Canadian passport and um, try to get them to school in Canada. Uh, and again, America is the best country in the world. I love being American. But the the education system is a joke. Uh, the fact that people are paying $70,000 to drink beer for four years um, is ridiculous. Uh, and the, again, I went to McGill. I didn't go to one football game, one basketball game, one hockey game. I was there to learn. And I worked my butt off and I had fun. I still partied and went out Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, but I studied and um, teachers were available and the resources were for learning, not for football and um, tailgating. So 
you know, we, we got to figure out what we want, get serious. If we want to continue to be the strongest economy and have the most efficient and smartest workforce, then we got to bring the cost of education down, get more people into schools uh, and focus on education versus um, playing football or, or basketball. And that's coming from a sports freak, but hey, let's focus on the NBA and NHL and NFL and let schools be about learning and teaching and less about sports um, and let the professional leagues be about sports. Um, but until we do that, um, this is a, a vote by too, let's be honest, right? When, the, when, a, when a party gives you free money, you, you probably are more likely to vote for them. So um, yeah, it's gonna help millions of people out, but it's gonna create a lot more voters for the Democratic Party, which you know, they're smart enough to do it, good for them. Um, but will it, will it fix the system? No, the system's broken, it's uh, in big trouble. Um, the federal government can only do so much, right? I can't tell Harvard what to charge in, in tuition, but at some point, you know, we need to do something and say, hey, we're not gonna pay for this. We're, we're gonna figure it out. And, you know, maybe got people like Elon Musk and um, other folks like Warren Buffett could, you know, figure out a way to create universities, don't run them, have academics run them, but subsidize tuition, create your own private universities where the cost of education is affordable, right? If schools in Canada can do it, and trust me, the level of education is far superior than any of the schools here. Um, and I went to Ivy League schools here. Um, not friends that went to Ivy League schools here. Um, it's far superior in Canada. How are they doing it at $4,000 a year versus 80? Right? It's just allocation of cost and just having priorities, prioritizing academics, education over uh, football and basketball. The bottom line. But anyways, I uh, just wanted to kind of share my thoughts on this. This is my take. Um, obviously, there's probably 40 million people that are jumping for joy. They're going to save um, tons of money on loan payments. And for the folks that paid off the loans, uh, it sucks. But you did the right thing. You had a, you had a debt. You, you signed the document. You signed the loan agreement. And you did your part as a borrower. So um, ultimately, kudos. But yeah, um, sucks that you, you kind of did the right thing. And now... Um, others are, are kind of get a free ride. So um, kind of the way the system is, um, is it fair or not? Like I said, should, should the um, relief be towards medical bills, towards mortgage relief, towards uh, rental income um, or, or rental costs? I, I don't know, I'm not a politician, I'm not in Congress, but um, ultimately um, it will help a lot of people and do some good and, um, that's just the way it is. So thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for watching. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Uh, but it is a serious issue. We are in the best country in the world. But if we want to maintain our standard and be the best, continue to be the best for our kids and our grandkids, we've got to figure out a way to reduce costs of education, get our kids into the schools and have them focused on school and not partying and uh, football and basketball and tailgating, but actually learning so they could become um, better educated, uh, better workers, and um, ultimately, you know, help us um, stay on top and be the strongest economy and the most powerful country in the world, because that's ultimately uh, our goal. So appreciate you guys. I know it was kind of a long-winded one. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't bore anyone, but um, I'm super passionate about this. I've, you know, went to law school. I have a master's in tax law. Uh, education could help bring low income to middle income, middle income to high income. It's, it's the one thing that bridges the gap and irrespective of your skin color, religion, highly educated people that are passionate and hardworking will be successful. Uh, companies will hire you. You're, whether you have three heads, 
your, uh, your color hair, you have earrings, your religion, no one cares. Um, people want smart workers that are hardworking and uh, we need better universities that are more focused on that than um, how far someone can throw a football. So um, that's my take. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Have a great rest of your day and um, take care.